It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. And hello again. Welcome everyone to Counterculture. Yes, I am your host, Jonathan Sanborn. Once again, uh, there, I have a spring in my step. The sun is shining. Uh, things are going well. Even sometimes it might seem the world is falling apart, but in the little things, I'm seeing there's just spring is here. There's things are in bloom. Weather's lovely. I go for a run with my dog Fabio, and it's like what? It's it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I get to be the host of Counterculture, which is like uh, just a great love in my life. I get to meet some of the the coolest. The most awesome people in our state. I get to call them up. They actually respond to me, and they come back, and they actually agree to be on my show, which is unbelievable. And so, right now, we have one of the most powerful people, the one of the in Arizona. Oh my goodness! (laughs) She has not only is is she politically powerful, but she has the strength of ten men, (laughs) and she could beat me in a war of words and hurt my feelings very easily. She's very powerful. No, but she's. This is I have in the in my office director Maria Cristina Fuentes, uh, she, the, the director of the Arizona Governor's Office of Youth, Faith, and Family. Welcome, Maria. Thank you, Jonathan. I think that was a bit of an oversell in terms what? of my power and might, but no, I will try okay. not to disappoint. <laughs> I I told you a million times I never exaggerate. <laughs> I, gosh. So no, Maria Cristina was uh, well, Maria Cristina or Maria. Christina. I'll answer to anything. You'll my answer? mother loves Maria Christina because okay. I grew up with both, but I'll answer to if anything. If your mother loves it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Maria Christina was appointed as director of the governor's office of Youth, Faith, and Family by Governor Doug Ducey in November 2017. Previous to her appointment, she served six years in the administration of President George Bush in both the U.S. Department of Labor and the U.S. Department of Justice. Fuentes also served in the White House Office of Faith-Based and Community Initiatives, working to help states across the country develop and establish their own faith-based initiatives. After her time in Washington, D.C., Fuentes worked at Casey Family Programs, where she furthered the foundation's mission to safely reduce the number of children in foster care and improve well-being outcomes of children and families. Now, see what I mean about power? <laughs> right to the top. It's been this fun. Is, so in my list of games, like Brush with Greatness, mm-hmm. I could have, like you're like my step one step removed. <laughs> if you are, if you aren't the greatness itself, it's one step removed. Oh, well, I appreciate that. So. You should get out more. I'm kidding. I'm okay, kidding. I know. Yes, I should get out more. <laughs> and it serves me right. I, it's that COVID. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't talk to people except in studio. It's my all my relationships are virtual. I'm so happy to be here. Okay, I'm so well, glad you invited me. Well, thank you for coming. So as as you know, we play our little game called fake mm-hmm. news. So Maria and I know each other for a, for a couple of years, but there's a lot I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so so say something that's true and not true, and I try to guess so in my infinite wisdom what is true and what's not one true. One true and one, one not true. One true and not true. Okay. So I was a synchronized swimmer. Synchronized swimmer. Yes. Okay. And I went skydiving. Okay. Now, so see, look, she has eye contact. (laughs) So she's convincing on both of them. So I usually have the advantage of someone like a little shift in the eye, but not that. She was like, she, so I'm going to say you went skydiving. I was a synchronized swimmer. You were a synchronized swimmer. Heated as a synchronized swimmer. Really? I was. 
like in like with a group of six other swimmers, six yes. other swimmers <laughs> with fish. Yeah, no, with real yeah. people, you actual synchronize, other humans, and we you synchronize. No, you could just kick yourself out of the water. Yeah, like like. 20 feet in the air, right? You could do... While smiling. Wow. Um, unbelievable. California girl. Like, I wish we called. California. You would do the Beach Boys and mm, you would just The whole be, thing. You were just a, a yep. human fountain. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I did not know that. There you go. Wow. I have not been skydiving. You've not been skydiving. Not, nor do I have any interest in doing so. Bungee jumping? No. Nothing. Nothing no. like... Okay, yeah. Mm-mm. I went trapezing. Uh-huh. And I released and I jumped and I did that. I did that. So but, I had the opportunity to go skydiving mm-hmm. when I was in Russia... And it was, okay. and I lived there for a number of years, but it was only 20 bucks and it was old Soviet military equipment. And I thought, this is not the way I want to die. No, if I wanted to skydive, I think I would go high price. Like, what <laughs> I, is the most I, I can pay for going? <laughs> a low cost high diving experience wasn't probably the best way to be frugal. <laughs> Dave well, Ramsey would have approved, wrong. but I might be, what? If something went wrong, you were going to yeah, have to jump ex- anyway. Exactly. So either way, it's right. happening. Right. <laughs> but what a way to go. Dive. <laughs> I dive skydive in Siberia. Okay. So yes. you're the director of the governor's office of the family. I am. Are you officially working for the man? I, if Doug Ducey is the man, the then man. I am yes, working he is for the man. man. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> the man is good. I like – I've met Mr. Ducey one time and I've seen the implications of his, what he's been doing. Big Ducey fan. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm not political – I like him as a human being. Well, and he's a big fan of yours because he's a big fan of Care Portal and all of that work that you do on that side. Right. And so he's a big fan of yours as well. Oh, well, man. See, I'm telling you. That's why I like you. <laughs> you you're making me blush. Oh, so so tell, you mentioned – I have a little bit of your background. But mm-hmm. did you – where were you – a little bit about your background. I was born in Guaynabo, Puerto Rico. Wow. So I grew up in Puerto Rico and I came here just to go to college. Okay. Um, and then I stayed. I graduated a little early and thought, oh, I'll go, you know, be an assistant somewhere. That didn't work out. But my resume got passed around and I got a call from the Bush administration to go serve at the U.S. Department of Labor. I so got a cold call. Th- right that early. Mm-hmm. How did, that's am- absolutely right amazing. College. Yep. It was what really, inc- it was fascinating. It was amazing. I got to work under Secretary Elaine Chao at yes. the U.S. Department of Labor. Then I got recruited again to go work at the White House faith-based office to help them with their intergovernmental work and other governor's offices. Um, I was getting a master's degree in forensic psychology because yes. I couldn't decide. Forensic between. psychology. Forensic psychology. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is kind of that intersection between psychology and criminology. Right, I couldn't right. couldn't decide yeah. between law school and PhD. The so mind of, of course, a murderer. Correct. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, and then I thought, well – I know all this stuff on criminology, so I want to go work at the U.S. Department of Justice right. now. Okay. And so I asked, and I got a job at the U.S. Department of Justice. Nice. And I got to do that. Um, and then that boss that I had there, Assistant Attorney General Regina Schofield, went on to work at Casey Family Programs and brought me along with her. Nice. So and no – yeah. Spent a decade there, which was amazing. And there – for many people don't know what Casey is, but it's mm-hmm. an amazing foundation. In every state in America, they're, they're – putting money towards helping children. Correct. I'm, I shouldn't say this. You should. Well, well they, you're, you're right. They're based in Seattle. I worked out of their Washington, D.C. office because it was kind of their government affairs right. shop. Um, but they do. They have an endowment um, and they invest their dollars in states to help states improve the way that they run their child welfare systems with the goal of finding safe, permanent, legally permanent homes for children. Um, so kids exiting out of foster care and to help prevent kids from coming into foster care 
it's all very fo- foster care focused. But as we know, there are so many issues yes. and, and challenges that these families face. I was able to work across a variety of issues that I now sure also you're work right on. in the middle of yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so a lot of people don't know that even that the governor's office of youth and family exists. So what is it, and maybe mm-hmm. how it got started? Well, the Governor's Office of Youth, Faith, and Family is a very unique office. I've worked with state governments since the beginning of my career sure. 20 years ago. And, so and federal. And federal. Um, but it's a very unique office in its existence, its creation, what it addresses. It dates back all the way to Governor Babbitt, okay. um, who started a council on children, youth, youth, and families, which then became an office on children. And in its inception, the office coordinated all of the children-related programs in the state. So anything okay. from what we now know as DCS or juvenile justice, they would coordinate programs, advise the governor on it, et cetera. The beautiful thing about our office is that it's very versatile and dynamic. Mm-hmm. We are both um, a part of the governor's office, and uh, Governor Ducey actually um, created the office as a cabinet-level agency. So we're our own agency, but we are also an extension of the governor's office. Um, and depending on any uh, governor's priorities or a person in my position's priorities, the office can grow or shrink in, in whatever is the best suited for the, for the right. goal. So it's very dynamic. Um, it used to be called the Governor's Office of Children, Youth, and Families. Right. Um, Governor Napolitano had a very robust office with a right. lot of various divisions because our office manages grants. Okay. And a lot of the grants are what we call formula, which means they come to the state no matter what. Right. And the governor decides where they go. And then we can also go for discretionary grants, which means we compete with other states and other entities to get funds in to develop new programs. And so if somebody in my position is aggressive and wants to get more money, we grow. So do you get to like kick sand or insult other states because you were so much better? (laughs) Like, oh, that Arkansas, man. well, you know, it's it's always nice. I know the governor and and I both agree on on healthy competition, right? Uh, for success, and so it's it's always nice to both learn from other states that are doing great work, but also be the state that is doing great work that other people want to copy. I and that hap- that does happen. I, as <laughs> as someone who covers a number of states, yes. people do look see some of the things that we're doing as a model. Yes. Yes. Oh, very exciting. But we've grown. We oversee children's issues like we were intended to in the beginning. We also oversee human trafficking, juvenile justice, delinquency prevention, sexual and domestic violence. We run the state's AmeriCorps program. We absorb the governor's aging office, so we handle aging issues. Um, substance abuse prevention is wow. a huge piece of what we do. So we cover a lot of areas that we know a lot of our communities um, are impacted by and that intersect with each other. Right. And so that, that inter that where it fits a lot into what we're talking about counterculture and mm-hmm. we, we have such a, a, a stream that divides people. You're actually bringing multiple agencies together around common issues. Yeah. So like, let's just take like uh, domestic violence. Mm-hmm. What would that look like? So domestic violence is one of those issues that we know affects so many of our families. And right. there's the issue of domestic violence itself, but often we, we find that it has a dramatic impact on, on children, children that right. are in the ho- home that are exposed to that, um, that violence in the home, the direct impact that domestic violence can have on children entering into foster care, unfortunately. Right. Um, sometimes substance abuse can play a role in that, in that space. And so we know that our issues intersect. And so being able to work across these issues and with various stakeholders gives us the ability to create stronger programs and leverage what different people are doing right. to bring them together. So, so this, there might be an initiative by the, the police department or there might be an initiative by D- Department of Child Safety or there might be an mm-hmm. initiative in a health 
the, but they're all trying to address the same issue. You're trying to bring them mm-hmm. all together around a common mm-hmm. topic or to- yep. cause. And we can yeah. build programs, for example, with substance abuse prevention money right. um, that can help parents. That Makes, can help. Yes, yes. So you can address, especially when you come at it through a prevention lens, which we do often, you can address root causes. Right. And so for us, we focus on adverse childhood experiences, growing the number of trauma-informed programs and services that we have. Right, right. And so when you try to address prevention and root causes, you also have the ability to impact a lot of those issue areas at the same time. Okay. That makes oh, totally makes sense. And it seems why why you I could see why you would step into this sort of role, mm-hmm. like given knowing your background and what you're about. So if you're just tuning in, my name's Jonathan Sanborn, and you're listening to Counterculture. We have in our uh, in our studio today Director Maria Cristina Fuentes from the Arizona Governor's Office of Youth, Faith, and Family, and again one of the most powerful women in Arizona. <laughs> and so, um, so, so ba- just a little bit. You you could have been in any state, and you could have been stayed in D- Washington D.C. Why would you take this job? Because like, the Governor Ducey asked me to. He asked you to do it. Yes. I wanted to work for Governor Ducey. I moved here to work for him. It's just an added bonus that an office exists that almost mirrors my career that I didn't design. It just, you know, a door opened and I thought it was an interesting door. So I walked through it and I built a career and there happens to be an office in a state with a governor I respect tremendously. Right. That mirrors my experience. So it's it's like an, it's kind of almost like a slam dunk. Yeah. Somebody else had a plan. Yeah, and exactly. I'm just the steps. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's another word in the title that we're just going to delve in a little bit. Go- Governor's Office of Youth, Faith, and Family, because mm-hmm. this is a faith faith talk 1360 here. Yes. Where, and so, what do you, degree do you work with the faith community? To a very high degree. Yes. And so you mentioned uh, one of my or jobs of origin in my youth right. uh, was to work at Governor uh, President George W. Bush's faith-based office. Right. It was called the Faith-Based um, and Community-Based Initiatives Office then because he believed very strongly that our faith partners, our faith organizations, our churches, they are in service. They are servi- providing services to right. communities, be it child care, be it food, be it – they've been doing service since the beginning of time. Right. And there should not be barriers – between government and faith. Mm. Separation of church and state, yes. But as far as service delivery goes, there should be an equal playing field. Um, A lot of overlap in the same goals. Correct. And and that was a huge priority for President Bush, and I was very privileged to have been a part of it. And so Governor Ducey shares that same... Um, that same philosophy, right? We cannot, as government, accomplish the goals that we have for Arizonans to mm-hmm. thrive um, without partners in the community, and especially our faith partners yes. who are trusted leaders, trusted institutions um, to help deliver those services. And so it's really my privilege to have the job to be that connector mm. with our faith partners and our churches on behalf of the governor and the governor's office. Mm, so it's a huge mm-hmm. part of what we do, and it intersects and goes across all of our issues. And in this last year, it has been more important than ever. Yes. With churches remaining open as they could, should, and right. I'm grateful that they did, um, they needed guidance. Right. And so we were able to partner with them on that. They had feedback and input for us as the state, and so we were able to be that conduit of information. Yeah. And having, I, I work across multiple states with different um, government agencies, mm-hmm. and it really is some of the warmest reception and, and receptivity to work with the faith community. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, there can be a hesitancy for for various reasons why you might be suspicious of of government, mm-hmm. and 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 there's some of the language I, I I'm not 
comfortable with the, the hostility. Mm-hmm. Yet when I've worked, especially here in Arizona, the, the, the receptivity and openness of cooperation and bringing people together and, and while keeping our, our, Christ, like our Christian distinctives is just a, is unbelievable. And I've just have really admired the, the, the tone and, the, and the, not just the tone, but the, the, the actual action of you bring the leadership together to hear their voice. You're, you're empowering what they're trying to do. Very, very encouraging stuff. It's, it's really powerful because um, you say the mistrust of government, which, yeah. you know, is, it, it exists. Sure. Um, but oftentimes there's a lot of strings that come with partnering with government or being sure. funded by government. Um, and just have that neutral community leader who right. is a trusted person. Um, we've had faith events or faith leader events on vaccinations. And we've right. publicly vaccinated um, – um, leaders from Christian faith, you know, Jewish, et cetera. Right. Like we have these interfaith events because they're going to be the most powerful voices in in talking about the importance of vaccine, the importance of testing, the impo- importance right. of following the mitigating um, factors. And so it's 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 a wonderful partnership. And we know we can't do it without our faith partners. Right. And so that's how we show up to that conversation. I think there's what – Five or six, maybe six thousand faith communities across Arizona, mm-hmm. or it might be. I've heard different numbers from six mm-hmm. to nine thousand or ten thousand or something like mm-hmm. that. But conservatively, that's a lot of people. Yes, and they're more likely to trust their pastor or their leader or you know their priest or their rabbi mm-hmm. than they would be maybe a government. But if you if you build that trust with the leadership of of denominations and or networks and churches, and they and that you've just opened up. The whole community of people who want to love, you know, want to care and serve for this many of the same issues that you do. That's right, and they help us amplify messages that are in service to the communities right. that we share. But they also help inform the way that we do our work. I mean, they're out there on the front lines providing services, sure. whether it's again like a daycare and a childcare, working with families, right? Um, recruiting parents to be foster parents or mentor foster or other parents, working with um, inmates and prisons and mm. their families, and so they get a lot of information about the needs and what's happening that maybe somebody in my position wouldn't necessarily hear otherwise. Right, right. And so that two-way conversation mm. where we're helping guide and inform and, and asking their support for services that we see are needed, but then that that input that they give us so that we can improve the way that we are serving as well. Um, it's just really beautiful partnership. Mm. So what excites you about your – I mean, I, I could see the enthusiasm. I you love know, it all, Jonathan. You, you've got it all. <laughs> <laughs> but there's got to – I mean, what is like the mojo that really gets you fired up about what you do? What, what do you, when you see like that's mm-hmm. a win in my not – not object – I'm not talking about metrics or anything like that. But oh. what's a win for you when you get uh, – at the end of a week, you said, this, I, this got accomplished? So I, we're, uh, we're, I'm going I'm, off script here. Oh, you're so off script. I'm very glad that you brought up metrics. Because then I won't say the metrics, but we are a very <laughs> metrics-driven oh, I know. enterprise. Oh, right? I know. Uh, the governor looks at it as a big enterprise, and we're very numbers-driven. Yes. Um, Government at the speed of business. For me, it's, it's just – it's hard. There's so many things that happen at any given time. Yeah. Um, sometimes a thank you makes, right. makes my month. Like right. when I have a, a partner, or a, 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 whether it's Faith or otherwise, right. who goes, wow, that was – thank you guys for doing that. Or sure. when we did the vaccination event and we had so much feedback and we have um, you know all these religious leaders saying, I'm so – thank you for the platform and thank you for the partnership. Um, there are challenging conversations, especially these days. There are a lot of difficult things mm-hmm. that we are – 
constantly problem-solving and responding to. And when you get to that solution or that consensus Mm -hmm. where you have community support Mm -hmm. and and people saying, that's that's great, that gives me joy. That's, That's great to hear. I love that. And also something that you haven't said, which actually is really refreshing, is that we're talking about government, which we don't talk a lot about on, on our show, <laughs> but you've never used the term D with a D, you know, Democrat or Republican. Oh, no. You're, mm-hmm. you're talking about everybody. Mm-hmm. You're all agencies, mm-hmm. all people. You're, all this faiths. Is all faiths. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and that's what's so exciting is that this is not something that is an agen- really agenda-driven. Everyone has something that they're trying to see happen, but this is not a political-driven mm-hmm. agenda to get one particular party's happening. This is really a, a broader sense of government serving people, working together, listening to, to solve big issues mm-hmm. around children, around our youth, and bringing you know, faith, yeah. the faith community together. Yeah. I think the first eight years of my career in the Bush administration in D.C., it was very – it was more po- – I was a political appointee. Sure. And right. therefore, I'm a, I'm a political appointee now, I guess. Yeah. But the 10 years I spent at Casey – Right. Where it's nonpartisan. It's not even bipartisan. It is nonpartisan. Nonpartisan. It is focused on the outcome, focused on the solution. And you can't do that in, in one color or another or one group right. or another. And the job that I have now and with the governor's leadership and support, I'm able to operate that way. Right. I don't have to operate in those contexts because – from my directive from the governor is to be solution focused and mm-hmm. to be outcome focused, and so no, I don't, I don't think in those terms in this job. <laughs> I like that. I really like. <laughs> I like hearing that, and that's really part of the peacemaking that that we we try to highlight is that there, when there is these big divides and political divide is so huge in our in our mind and our mm-hmm. culture right now. There's I f- we can find people like you or people who are really stepping into the space and bringing solving bigger problems that are that are not just political, mm-hmm. but uh, but but actually government can still play that role. Mm-hmm. Many people think of – when they think of government, they often think of the elected officials, mm-hmm. the Senate and Rep- House um, or their governor or something like that. But reality, there's a whole massive machine mm-hmm. that is doing all these things across our, our state, right? Mm-hmm. And you're embra- you know, in a sense networking people together and bringing them together. Is that a fair assessment? Yes, that is one of the greatest, um, I guess, power of our office is that convening power, that bringing people together. Yeah. power. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's abs- and I've seen it. I've seen it in person happen, and it, it's, it does happen. It's happening all the time. So, just a couple, um, just a couple more minutes. But so, uh, any other key initiatives that the, your office is involved in? I mean, there's there are so many, so I won't right. do it in a couple of minutes. Just oh, okay. to say that that, root, that everything's on our website. Sure, you can find it all. Um, How do they find it on your? What's your website? G O Y F F. I want to say dot az dot org gov, but if you Google G O Y F F, yeah. it'll pop up. Okay. Um, I think uh, we're really very prevention focused, very kind of root cause, you know, adverse childhood experiences. I, I'd be, um, I don't want to neglect to mention the first lady mm-hmm. and and her passion for children's issues and yes. preventing um, child abuse and neglect and helping support parents um, who are either foster parents or adoptive parents mm-hmm. or birth parents. That's been a big driver for the office mm-hmm. and and really for my ability to to do my job. The partnership that her and the governor share and the shared passion that they have for these issues really is what allows me to to do what I do. That's fantastic, and they I know. Uh, both the governor and his wife have, have served. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been such a supportive care portal, which I'm involved in, and, and helping churches serve direct needs in the foster care system. And I know personally they've been an incredible 
like blessing to the work that we're doing. And I often brag about it when I travel around the country. It's like, hey. Our- it's, true. <laughs> it's true. They ask me every time I see one or really? both of them, they ask me, house care portal, where are we? You know, any updates on the numbers? So before I see them, I have the habit of checking your website to check your numbers so I know I have the most up to date because <laughs> right. they're constantly changing. You're serving more and more families, having yeah. more and more of an economic impact. So I'm always having to do my own research there. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I pick up my phone. Oh, it's the governor's office calling. Just and so, and I, I, I I pretend like it's a big deal, but no, it's just... You can no. just say, hey, it's Maria. It's, Maria. it's fine. One of the most powerful women in Arizona. No. Oh well, this God. has been... I know. I'm t- I love getting getting you getting your goat, but uh, this has been a great conversation. Thank what you. If there's something... Just one last little tidbit. We've we got one minute left. What's something you would w- want someone to know before we sign off? The governor has one of the strongest teams I've seen in state government or in government anywhere. Yeah. I've worked with most states yeah. and, and the... the, the camaraderie and the friendship and the the teaming that happens in this yeah. office is something I've I've rarely seen. He's and, and that just speaks to his leadership and it's a real privilege to be a part of it. It's a hard time to be a leader anywhere and mm-hmm. he's stepped into the gap and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate our governor. Appreciate we can we know how to pray for you and pray thank for you. our our state and and uh, thank you again for being on here Maria. I appreciate, I appreciate it very it, much. Jonathan. Thank, thank you for you. having me. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal.